Welcome back to Mishnayomi. Today we're moving right along in Mesechtas Peah, Perek Vav, Mishnah Yid Aleph, and then we're going to commence Perek Zion, Mishnah Aleph. This next Mishnah discusses the following. Someone decides to harvest their field at a time where they're not going to have full visibility. Either they do it at night, or there's someone who is uh, who's blind, who can't see. And the question then becomes, perhaps they can argue, it's not that I intentionally forgot it, I just didn't see it. So I was blinded, no pun intended. But really, had I known it was there, of course I would have taken it. Can they make this claim that it's not shichacha because they just, circumstances dictated, they didn't see it? All those people, people who harvest at night or they gather at night or someone is blind, there is shichacha. They can't make that claim. They can't make that assertion that, oh, I did it at night. Oh, I did it. I couldn't see it. Had I known, had it looked better, I would have found it because they knew going into it that, that, was, that those would be the circumstances. And therefore, they chose, they elected to still go ahead and proceed to harvest, proceed to collect, even though they were visually impaired. So therefore, it becomes shechacha. We leave it to be shechacha. However, what if they say, "I know my vision is going to be impaired. I know that it's going to be dark." So rather than trying to harvest everything now, I'm going to take the larger leaves. I'm going to take the larger stalks, things that I can easily get with full intention to return. Ain lo shechacha. Not only is there no shichacha on the smaller things, there's neither shichacha on the larger leaves if they even forget a larger leaf. And the reason is because they fully intended to return. So it's as if they never actually completed the harvest, they're in the middle of the harvest. And no one would say if you take a lunch break whilst you're harvesting, so now you can't go back because, oh, you forgot everything. Of course you didn't forget everything, you're in the middle of the process. Im Omar, what if a guy says, Hare ani 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 eto. person says, I'll do as follows. I'm going to harvest with the intention that Anything I forget, I plan on taking. Meaning, I'm going in there just like this guy who's going to go there in the, in the in darkness at night and say, I'm only collecting the big things, fully intended to come back. So a person says, I'll do something similar. I'm going to harvest my fields and anything I forget, any of those sheaves that I forget, I plan on taking. Says the Mishnah, Yesh lo You can't make a tenai like that. You can't make a condition like that. That doesn't work. It's actually called Masne Amashakasav Batorah. That we have a klal when it comes to Hilchas Tanayim, when it comes to the laws of making conditions, that one's not allowed to make a condition that's going to circumvent or go against the Torah. A person who says, Haray Alayim Mekadeshisli, I'm a Nas. I'm. You are Mukadesh's to me, we are married, but on the condition I don't have to provide for you, I don't have to provide for you the three things that your husband must provide for his wife, says the Gemara, Tanai is Batel Vahamaisakayim. We eliminate the Tanai, we say that you can't make a Tanai like that, you can't make a condition against the Torah, the, it goes out the window, but your Maisa still Kayim, you still said our Mukadesh's lean, therefore that is still around, that we retain, and therefore you're, you're Mukadesh's and you're still Chayiv in those three things. Masna Amashakasa Torah, one who wants to make a condition against what is written in the Torah, Tanai Batel, it's Batel. It's as if, according to one of the Rishonim, you said, I, I, I want to do such and such, I'm going to uh, do such and such, on the condition I jump and touch the sky. So that, that's ridiculous. Of course you didn't actually mean you're going to jump and touch the sky. So we look at you as if you're just, you're just, you're just talking. And therefore we reject, we reject what you say and we keep 
in terms of the Tanai, and we retain your in, initial assertion or initial claim and your initial desire to do whatever it may be. So in, in the case of the Mishnah and Ksubis, it's or the excuse me, the Gemara and Ksubis, your your condition is Chal. In the case here in this Mishnah, we do still have Shikha. The Briskarov says as follows. I don't understand. Why can't the guy claim, you know what? Had I known had I known that my Tanai would be Baddel, I never would have been gotten involved in the first place and been Mikodesh as this lady. The only reason I want to marry her is because I thought there would be no financial obligations on me, and therefore I made this Tanai. But had I known you would have thrown out my Tanai, so then I would never have made the I never would have done the Kedushan. Just throw everything out the door. So tell me good riddance. Have a good day. Why am I stuck now? Married. And says the Briskarov as follows. Masta Mashakasma Torah is so ridiculous, so ludicrous, and so crazy, no one in a million years would think they can go against what's written in the Torah. And therefore, it's as if you never made the Tanai. Kind of like that Rishon we quoted before in the Tosi Yishanim. It's as if you just said something crazy, like an outlandish, I'm going to jump to the sky, and you were just were stam talking. You are blabbering. And we totally ignore that part of it because, of course, you you knew. You knew. Everyone knows you can't make a Tanai against the Torah. That's ridiculous. And therefore, that's why the mice is kind of the Tanai is Batel. And that is, this is one of the permutations, perhaps, of where you have a case of Masla Mashkasa Torah. This concludes Perik Vav. Let's turn to Perik Zion. Perik Zion Mishnah. Kol Zion Shiesh Lo Shein Basada. So this, now we're going to talk about when it comes to forgetting, as we saw kind of throughout, not necessarily always explicitly, to forget something, you have to actually forget it. What if there are things that you're not going to forget because they're so famous? You don't really forget it. Maybe it slipped more, it slips your mind. If you have an olive tree that has a name, everyone knows like, that's this, a certain olive tree. It's so famous because of whatever reason the mission is going to say, Afilukazayas in the Tufa, Beshaita, like, like there was in the Lower Galilee, there was a, a field that had these amazing, gorgeous uh, olives. Ushachon, you forget it. Ain't no shichachon, not forgetting, because no one really forgets these sort of things. It may slip your mind, you don't actually forget it. But Medvarmamurm, what does it mean it's so famous? Bishemo ubemaisav ubemakomo. That it's famous for its name, its actions, and the place in which it is situated. Not that it needs all three, but it has to have one of those. And what exactly do these things mean? Says the Gemara's fowls. Bishmo shayishfuni o baishani. We, they, they, they call them, oh, that's the tree of Shfluni, but from the word of, of Shivchi, of pours out, it just has so much oil that's going to come from these olives. Oh, Baishani, Baishani from the word embarrassed, because it's such a nice tree, it has so much yield that all the other trees are embarrassed because of it, right? Obviously, it's, what we're trying to say here is these are unique trees, they're so special, no one will forget those trees actually. But Maisov, that it just it produces so much. Shall you har bezeisim? It's uh, it's a, it's you know where it's situated. It's a tree that you'd have next to the wine press, a tree next to a hole in the fence. It's a tree that has some sort of uh, recognizable landmark near it, so that you won't actually forget that tree. Usharkol asim. Now we're going to circle back to something we've mentioned earlier, and the rest of the olives. Shnayim shichacha ushlosha in shichacha. A bundle of two is shichacha. Three is not shichacha. Comes along of Yosi says actually no. There's no such thing as when it comes to olives. And the commentators point out, Rav Yossi was talking about a particular time. There was a particular point after the Chorban Bayashen, after they destroyed Yerushalayim. The Romans plowed over Yerushalayim, renamed it Ali Kapatalina. They gave it a whole new name, and they just uprooted all the olive trees, and they really raised Eretz Yisrael. And because olive trees were so scarce, so any olive tree you had, that was Chashiv. No one would come to forget it. 
However, in a time when there wasn't a scarcity of olive trees, then Rav Yossi would agree that there is shikha once you have a bundle of two. Everyone should have a wonderful day.